0: This is off the record with Big C and Slim Neck
1: Don't mention a bloody football.
0: <laughs> Do you know what? You know I'd mentioned- forgotten all about it. I'd actually forgotten all about it. Yeah, how can we start how can we start without uh, not mentioning the football um, Yeah Yeah I mean I, I, I've been thinking about it Actually I was thinking about oh, it It was a course of course tra- ja- Yeah it, it was of course A tragic evening But yes. It was
1: a good game uh, uh, If if you're Italian
0: No but it was but An attacking game I... It was an attacking game Pretty much on both sides It
1: was a lot of End to oh, end stuff I don't know, Going I don't know, on about that It it, it seemed to be mainly Italians who had the ball. I mean, we had about about 34% possession in total, which is pretty poor, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it was the second half where it all went a bit pear-shy.
1: I've just suddenly thought Euros-Italy won, yeah? They won the bloody Eurovision Song Contest as well, didn't they? They're taking over.
0: They're taking over. You, you're right. They run with that that heavy track, didn't they? I quite yeah, liked it, actually. Yeah, no, the heavy metal it. song. Yeah, had that kind of rap in it, and it was kind of a... Yeah, yeah.
1: I wasn't that keen on it, actually,
0: to be honest. Yeah, though. I thought it was all right, but, I mean, I wouldn't buy it, you know. But, you know... Like, you
1: know. What do you buy? What do you buy? Pat Matheny, Keith Jarrett.
0: Brad, Mill, Brad Mildale, uh, Joshua Redman, Jazz.
1: Yeah,
0: jazz, jazz, jazz.
1: Okay, jazz, 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 jazz. So, yeah, don't mention the football. And we already have. Yeah, I mentioned it once or twice last week. I think, <laughs> I think you got away
0: I think with we it. Got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got away with it. I do listen to other stuff as well, though. You know, I listen to everything. I, know I suppose you know. I buy. Yeah, I, know. I buy mainly jazz now, but I used to buy. Well, I, I still. You know, I've I've got some. Uh, well, you know, I'm like you, broad,
1: <laughs> but
0: not not
1: <laughs> <laughs> big c big c is broad I I, 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 I I was working out um a quiz question for uh my son down in nice today and I, I said I, josh yeah, um and i i suggested what what do you call a, a 12-sided it's sort of like a math type question what do you call it a 12-sided figure and I, sam was behind me he goes dad <laughs> I mean <laughs> you just can't get the kids anymore can you <laughs> um, yeah so 56 years of hurt it will be now next year for England with the World Cup coming up in um, Qatar yeah which yeah. ironically the average temperature probably at that time of the year is about 56 degrees as well isn't it in, in yeah, yeah I mean your male a, Just um that's about hundred and thirty three in Fahrenheit as well, by the yeah as a quick. Isn't the um
0: isn't isn't the stadium gonna be kind of air condo or something
1: or you I have no idea. But I mean it's the first time ever it's not being played in the summer. I mean I I dread to think what the temperatures would be in the in the Middle East. Well
0: it wouldn't it wouldn't be possible, would it? I mean, you know, you'd walk on the pitch and get heat stroke. You know, well, I mean, is, just, it,
1: is it going to be possible in November, well, November and December they're being played, so... You know, you'd have to have to play
0: football wearing a wide-brimmed hat to keep the heat uh, off <laughs> you,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every team Oct- would have to have their own colour hat. And, oh, <laughs> <laughs> in oxygen, order to keep that... <laughs> oxygen tank. <laughs> oxygen on your back, yeah, yeah. yeah, keep you going, you know. Like, oh,
1: that, yeah. That'd be nice and easy to run around with an oxygen tank on your back, wouldn't
0: it? But... No, it was a you know, I, I I was, you know,
1: disappointed but Disappointed to say least, but we've only got to wait till November next year before. At least we tournament. made the final.
0: I mean, try, trying to look on the bright side of things, at least we made the final. We didn't lose four 0 or anything stupid, you know. I mean it was
1: kind no, of penalty respectable Whenever- loss, yeah. Whenever it goes to penalties, I think it's, know, anybody's, it's anybody's. It's anybody's. It's no shame to go out on penalties. I mean, some of no. the best players in the world have missed penalties in a penalty shootout. Know, even it, French. it's anybody's. Uh, and M- M- Beppe, who's supposed to up there with Ronaldo Messi, or whatever, is probably one of the top players in the world. Yeah. And Neymar, Fre- of course. And, and, the and French went out quite early, so, Yeah, the well, French they went out quite early. So they did. There we go.
0: On, on no, penalties. Um, on penalties, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it was. No. yeah.
1: Here we are anyway, we digress. Anyway, yeah, here we are again.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're not here here to talk about football, are we? We're here to talk about uh, music. Episode
1: 14?
0: Episode 14?
1: Episode IX. No. Yeah. No, No, is that right? No, that can't be right. XIV. XIV. 14, yeah, get it right.
0: Yeah, Roman numerals. You're into Roman numerals now. We're into Roman
1: numerals, yeah. I show my uh, my grammar school Latin O level uh, education. <laughs> and, uh, oh. Even then, I come up with IX, which is nine. No, yeah. we're on episode fourteen, and uh, we're going to um, venture away from our um, staple diet of uh charts. We are away
0: from the chart this week. Yes, we're away, from, we're the away chart. from the chart.
1: And you're going to tell me what we're going to discuss, are you? Not that I don't already know.
0: Well, you you know, but the listeners don't know. We're going to talk about famous or, you know, notable uh, songwriting duos. You know, two people that wrote together
1: um, as songwriters. I would say that they're not only duos, of course. Songwriting teams... Well,
0: team could imply more than two.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I'm not just doing two. And I've, I've, I've got on my list here. I've got one that's got three. So. Uh,
0: oh, have you? Oh, I didn't. I didn't even know the rules. I thought we well, were doing. Yeah, no. I
1: oh, Songwriting teams was actually. Oh, we, I, I didn't even. Uh, I didn't think. even know that. Well, mine are all j- just couples, too. Yeah, well, that's fine. You know, that's fine. Yeah, Most yeah. of mine are. I think all by one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll let you off. We'll let you off. Uh, so you yeah. Much. that... That's that's fine. So yeah, famous uh, or not, or maybe not famous uh, to you, but you know, exactly. um, you know. And for various different reasons, we've got. I think they're they're right across the. I think I'd be better say they're right across the board here in terms of the people we picked. It's not particular. Oh, lost me headphones. Not particularly one style. It's uh, quite a, a varied mix of uh, different songwriters.
1: So anyway, are you going to kick us off? yeah i will it is as you say it's a motley crew well, yeah no, it's not motley crew it's no,
0: not that no, motley no. crew um, no, i can't stand motley crew no no umlauts involved <laughs> motley crew ever. no
1: they've they were going to reform
0: that's a bad idea anyway carry on sorry. they've
1: got umlauts on there uh, on the m and uh, on the o sorry is it and the uh and the u The the little two dots on the yeah, yeah. like motorhead do yeah but for no reason other than it looked cool, I think. No, nah, I think it's crum- Um, Okay. So let me guess. You're going to let me start, yeah? I'm going to let you start. Okay. What, what I will stress is that um, there are actually a number that I was thinking, yeah, they're great teams of songwriters, but often it's like every band member. Now, it's difficult. We haven't. I haven't, anyway. I don't know whether you have, but I haven't really included. Like, for example, uh who Black Sabbath, for example, might every member of the band is credited with writing the song. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. probably not the case, is it? Um yeah. I mean, it's, a more modern Coldplay, the same. Everyone, although Chris Martin probably has a lot to do with most of them, I would guess, but I, yeah. I don't know.
0: But don't you don't you find that most bands? It's normally there's normally one or two that are the main songwriters you tend to find don't you with with most bands. i mean i know we get there's always i mean that's the great thing about music there's always an exception to the rule you Mm. you know um but you know anyway yeah kick us off then who are we uh well okay
1: well let i'll let you guess I'll let you guess my first Well, well I, th- I think election. it might be Lennon and
0: McCartney, the infamous Lennon and McCartney. Never heard of them. Who? Uh, who, who are they?
1: Who? Um, Lennon and, and McCartney. And McCartney. Lennon and McCartney are indeed my first one. Um, couldn't not have them you uh, in, not mention in my them, list. And probably couldn't not start with them. I don't know whether there's a double negatives going on there or whatever. Couldn't not. I, I had to have them probably is the first one as well. Yeah. Um, they are the ones... I mean, I don't know. Before that, did we have any British songwriting teams, really?
0: I, I mean, I, we may have done, but I mean...
1: I'm trying to think.
0: Lennon and McCartney, really, um, they overshadow everything, don't they? I mean, They are one of the most incredible songwriting teams ever in popular music, whether, whether you like it or not. Um, I do. And really, they were in many ways. Um, what uh, uh, They did a lot of things first, didn't they? I mean, you know, they the did amount of records of they had first. out, and, you know, but
1: incredible. As, as we are now saying, even actually writing their own songs. I mean, a lot of bands didn't.
0: Well, a lot of of artists didn't. You you had separate songwriters, didn't you? And and, and you know, you you was a singer or a band, and you had to get people to write songs for you. That was the way things were done a lot back in the day. Then, you
1: know, absolutely. And and I mean, everything. I won't bore you. I could spend the rest of the show talking about them, but I won't. Um, (laughs) No, no, they they they, they all had uh, lead singers in bands as well, didn't they? I think initially. Before the Beatles made it popular, basically, um, no lead singer. I mean, there's no main man, was there?
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, they wrote all their songs. They played all their instruments. They could all sing. They could, yep. harm, they could harmonize like nobody else. Quite uh, a good band, weren't they? They were quite a good band. You know what? You know, it's a shame they faded to nothing, really. <laughs> but, but What can oh, you do? They were, they
0: were amazing,
1: really. But I they like were. probably um it's recorded uh regularly. Whether or not they all or both of them I should say wrote every song together in total, you know, like head to head, face to face, uh a bit like Smith and Jones on not the Got News, just you know, coming up with I I think that the although there were some in the early days um where they they did write them together It's just you know simple as that yeah um things like i don't know uh she loves you from me to you um i want to hold your hands yeah Yeah. 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 um even eight days a week um a lot of the earlier songs were the two of them together definitely yeah others were primarily one or the other yeah, uh, I, I mean, a classic example would be uh, a, a Paul McCartney song, which everyone would think is a Paul McCartney song, which really is predominantly, of course, which is the opening track on the first album. I saw it standing there. Uh, now, Lennon, he, he showed Lennon as they always do. They had their songs, they showed the other, and then the others could give little tidbits, added bits in. John Lennon would often add a middle eight to songs that Paul McCartney didn't have and maybe vice versa. Um I saw her standing there uh, famously. His his opening line was, Well, she was just 17, she ain't no beauty queen. Yeah. He showed that to Lennon. You need you need your prop for that one, actually. <laughs> and he, he came up with the line, you know what I mean. Just one line. And, and the rest of it was kind of his was one line, you know what I mean. She was just 17, you know what I mean yeah that yeah. was him well that was Lennon all over that sort of sardonic yeah, yeah. humour yeah. really um, other things we can work it out as a classic example of the two of them working together one doing the verses one doing the middle eight I mean Paul McCartney's part of the song is very uplifting happy but you know kind of we, we can Lennon work song. it out we can work yeah. it out and then yeah. Lennon will come in with uh, yeah life's very short yeah, I know. I know. No, and and was always and a bit more. It's all of bit down. Wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. it's a down, perfect down. combination. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. what were
0: you going to say there? No, no. I was just but whether it was a, a you know because some songs were very Lennon songs you could tell, and some songs were very McCartney songs. But they had a kind of deal where it would still go down as Lennon McCartney. You know, oh, they both. Yeah, because the thing is they were both putting an equal amount pretty much into the Beatles so whether you know they wrote it in its entirety or whatever whatever it'd be credited to both of them. That's uh,
1: uh, it was, Northern yeah. Songs in fact the publisher yeah. It was the they, publishers yeah. That's it. So George Harrison didn't get any of course from any of that. And it, <laughs> he he might have had a bit of input on some of the guitar solos for example. Yeah. Now nowadays maybe all the whole band will be mentioned as as uh, writers I don't know another another quick another quick point before i do go on for half an hour um of course a couple of their songs two or three i remember are like individual songs of theirs that were sort of merged together um for example uh, a day in the life which is from your absolute favorite album of all time uh sergeant pepper's lonely Hearts club band um not you're know yeah. fan you like yeah. the beatles but you don't like that i
0: don't it, it, like that psychedelic period you know i don't
1: know why i just well i always thought sergeant pepper was the album that people liked when they didn't like the beatles i know what you mean that, that's right, a sorry okay. impression i get about the album it's completely mm. alien to the rest of their output musically lyrically but yeah conceptually yeah. It, no, there was nothing like it so it no. stands on its own you like it or you don't i guess i do um yeah. not all of it so yeah. day in the life was yeah. of course predominantly it's Leonard. funny though
0: the, i i've met a lot of people who who think that that's their favorite album you
1: know their favorite beatles album sergeant pepper they like just it's not, you know. mine. No. it's not mine no by no any stretch no. of the imagination um but yeah the, he was just writing stories from newspapers and his friend had just been killed in the road, uh, side of the road, didn't he? Um I, I read and used, read the news today, oh boy, da, da, da. Um and then of course we had the crescendo of uh, musical instruments going up. Yeah. Until it comes in with an alarm clock and then McCartney's bit, like woke up, fell out of bed, dragged the came across my head, completely different style of song. So that was mainly Lennon, apart from that middle bit. And I think McCartney did the i Love to Turn You On. That's his line as well. Uh, I've got a feeling on their last album, Let It Be, two songs merged together. Even Baby, You're a Rich Man as well was like two songs together. Yeah,
0: yeah. And of Uh, course you did have, have Harrison writing songs in the Beatles. And But really, it was really Lennon and McCartney, wasn't it? I mean, Lennon and McCartney were the Beatles. That was, you know.
1: Well, hundred percent. They were they were a creative force behind the Beatles. Um, they were indeed. Harrison got maybe a token song per album. Funny uh, enough, though,
0: I, I've always liked Harrison's songs. You know, I I I, I don't look at Harrison's songs and go, oh, you know, I actually think Harrison's songs were really good. They metal. were different.
1: Later ones, maybe. Mm. I, I think that the earlier ones, uh, some of his first ones, were. It's harsh to say such, <laughs> such standards. No,
0: we're not, we're not having it.
1: Well, basically, I said, yeah. Well, basically, he didn't get many songs on because I don't think they were as good as Leonard McCartney's. It's yeah, as simple as that. I, I think <clears> he knew that as well. But he did develop over the years uh, into a great songwriter. I know, a yeah, lot, no, no. A that. lot of people. I mean, on Abbey Road, a lot of people claim the best two songs on their final recorded album, at least, were something. And Here Comes the Sun. Mm, mm. But Here Comes the Sun is the most streamed Beatles song ever, apparently.
0: Oh, really? But that is a, a song I, I do actually like very much. Yeah. Here Comes the Sun. Great record. But, so, Lennon and McCartney.
1: Lennon and McCartney. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Yeah, yeah, they are definitely number one. If we were going to put them in order, they would be at number one.
0: But... Well, yeah, I mean, they, they, they they they've got to be up there and it could well be number one. Um my 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 one's a little well a totally different bag really. It's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's the bag you're in. My bag that's you're a into. Not, not the nine o'clock newsline. Um okay. it, again. Uh this is uh Bert Bacharach and Hal David. Oh yeah um mm-hmm. you, uh, you know you, you know Bacarak was a very prolific uh composer. Um always had a I I like him because uh, I didn't like him at the time when I was a young kid, but as I've grown older, you know, you get to like different things. But he was a very jazzy sort of player, Um, but he managed to make jazz popular. Is that the right word? I don't know. But he managed to write these great jazzy tunes, which were just incredible. You know, anyway, but he um, formed a partnership with he wrote with various people over the years. But in uh, 1957, Bacharach and Lewis's How David met while at the brick building in New York City and began Ooh. their writing partnership. Uh, they received a, a career breakthrough when their song The Story of My Life was recorded by Marty Robbins. That become a number. Uh, I can't read that. Number one hit on the US country chart. All and right. soon after, after that, Magic Moments was recorded by Perry Como for RCA. That reached number four on the US uh, chart. Uh, these two songs were back to back, number one singles in the UK. Uh, the British chart topping the story of my life version was sung by Michael Holland. Michael Holland, yeah, remember that. Yeah, yeah. Giving Back A Rack and David the honour of being the first songwriters to have written consecutive number one UK singles. Um. Mm-hmm. In 1961, Bacharak was credited as a ranger and producer and uh, on The Three walls on My Wagon, jointly written by those two other people. So we'll skip that bit. But anyway, yeah. he got into this partnership with Bacharak and, and David. That that was a you know, now their their main thing was um really ba- Bacharach sort of discovered um a session singer, uh Dil Morrick, you know, yeah. uh, who later on was to become really big. But the reason why she became really big. Is Bacharach and David started writing songs for her. Yeah. 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 And um, that really catapulted her to uh, stardom.
1: Walk Um, on By, Walk On By was one of theirs, wasn't it?
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've got Walk On By, anyone who had a heart, Alfie, say a little prayer. I'll never fall in love again. Uh, Do you know the way to San Jose? Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, That was.
0: She would eventually have, according to this, eventually have more any uh, have, sorry, more hits during her career than any other female vocalist except Aretha,
1: frankly. What, Dylan Warwick? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What was? Uh, do, do you know the way to San Jose was her? Was it? I don't know. I'm, that I'm was not sure. Sure. That was around that period. I think so.
0: I think so. Yeah. I, I know don't.
1: know. You know, yeah.
0: uh, I know she did Walk on By, but of of Yeah, people yeah definitely. On by Pretty and in mystery. fact one of the one of the things about uh i don't know where i saw this written but one of the things about Bacharach, uh just Bacharach on his own for a minute mm. is he has had over a thousand artists record his songs mm. over a thousand i mean that's a phenomenal amount of people that have done your songs i mean how many people have probably done walk on by i mean it you mm. know it just goes on and on and on doesn't it really um Bacharach and david yeah, yeah, even Stranglers, Yeah. Bagalag uh, and David also collaborated with Broadway producer David Merrick on the 1968 musical Promises, Promises. That yielded two more great hits, I'll Never Fall in Love Again, which was a bit of a classic. That
1: uh, was to say um, the least. Yeah, it was Bobby Gentry, I think, had that here. Amongst, yeah, amongst others. Amongst others, yeah.
0: Amongst, amongst other people, yeah. Apparently, he knocked that out really quick while he had pneumonia. But um oh, really? yeah and uh, yeah yeah really and uh, that was you know one of the most famous uh, facts to come from it really.
1: Um I was thinking of a couple then, of songs
0: sorry, a couple of songs on.
1: you mentioned there. Um Anyone Who Had a Heart and Alfie. Alfie was still a black. Of both of them were still a black. So anyone who had a heart, that was her first number one here. Yeah. But yeah. in America yeah. it was obviously sung by Dion Warwick. Yeah yeah, or, do you yeah. And, and, and,
0: and, and, and probably someone else did it in brazil and elsewhere i don't know but yeah you know, probably he, yeah and uh but basically the, the that songwriting team in 1973 was when they come to a close uh just tell you a little bit of info about that um baccarat and david wrote the score for lost horizon a musical version of the 1937 film The remake was a critical and commercial disaster and a flurry of lawsuits resulted between the composer and the lyricist, as well as from Warwick. So, I mean, there were three of them all filing, suing each other, and it was a mess. She reportedly felt abandoned when Bacharach and David refused to work together again.
1: And whatever happened to Dylan Warwick after that?
0: So, yeah, they did, he did end up writing for her again later on. But that was really... Um,
1: Beginning of the end? That
0: that was, yeah, the, that was really it then. You know? So but, from, talking from, from films, that 60s period to 73.
1: Talking of films, I'm thinking of the uh, Butch Cassidy film. Butch oh, Cassidy, yeah. Sundance Kid. I
0: forgot to mention that. Yeah, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head Falling on My Head I I've, I've got to mention yeah. that one well done yeah like, a, he did that as well
1: what a great song yeah I mean you, you've mentioned so many there of his songs and how many, songs. how many how many people covered that one Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head who well, was yeah. the original who who originally sang that know. can you remember yeah, BJ Thomas was right the original. yeah in yeah. the film. Uh, I, I think Sasha Distel might have done it. No, I think he I think he did. Oh yeah. Um,
0: but, but in Bacharach's life, I think the, the, the partnership with David was possibly his most prolific period. Funny enough, when he broke up with David, um he I think at the same time broke up with his wife and he married Carol Basaga, So he started writing with her because she was actually more of a songwriter than a singer, mm. even though she did have that hit. Is it Leaving Home Today or something? You're
1: you're Moving Out Today, yeah. Yeah, I I thought it was a good record.
0: I I really like that It
1: wasn't a bad record, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: But of course, she was married to him, and so he went writing with her instead of David. Yeah, that wasn't a Bacharach
1: song, was it, with with You're Moving Out Today? I don't know, I can't remember. I
0: don't know, he might get a credit on there, he might have...
1: um, I've just thought of another one of their songs, Uh, because Hal David was the lyricist, wasn't he? Hal David was the lyricist, yeah. Yeah,
0: no, Hal David was the the composer. David the composer, Pilsner, yeah.
1: yeah. Was of course yeah. um the Carpenters. And uh I think I'm right in saying this. Now now I'm I'm doubting myself. Uh, they long to be close to you. That was back and David.
0: I think that was a back and David song.
1: Yeah. And a, a mighty fine song it is as well.
0: Do you, you know, the, the funny thing is with Bacharach and David, you know, I'm the, the, Bacharach himself, there's so much stuff he's written that sometimes, you know. You forget about you, songs that they've done. Yeah, you forget about it. And then you kind of think, hang on, let's put Bacharach. Oh, I never knew that. Or, you know, I'd forgotten about that. You know, he's um, just done so much. But, yeah, so that's another songwriting duo.
1: What's New Pussycat? Speak. What's New Pussycat was there, was there I think. What's the New Pussycat? Yeah, yeah. B- Bacharach and David. Back what's, what's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. And, uh, oh, yeah, 24 Hours from Tulsa. They, they had a lot of old songs, didn't
0: they? We, 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 called it, we called it by Gene Pitney, I believe.
1: It was indeed by Gene Pitney, yes. Yeah, yeah. my dad indeed. likes a bit of Gene Pitney. He sang with uh, Mark Armand in the 80s. I think it was the 80s or was it the early by, 80s? Yeah, he was a bit camp, when he, Gene? Gene, well, Mark certainly was. <laughs> um, okay, so we turned.
0: I, I like Jim Pity. Jim Pitney had a very original voice. Though. Anyway, we digress. Go on.
1: We, we <laughs> do digress. Um, okay, on to my next one. Um, we're talking um, again. I'm talking sixties. Now Motown. Motown. Motown had a number of songwriting teams.
0: They did indeed. Um, yeah.
1: But I would say, although they had, uh, well, Smokey Robinson wrote. Quite a few with various with with different other composers. Um, probably not Bert Bacharach on Motown, but I mean a, a number of a number of uh, number of composers. And, and Norman Whitfield and Barrett Strong as a partnership did did for example. This isn't my two uh, or my my team, but they were that was another songwriting team mm. that that wrote a lot of the Temptations material. Mm. Well, a a lot
0: of the artists, if I'm right, didn't write their own stuff on Motown, did they? No, they didn't. No, uh,
1: Motown employed songwriting team and and Whitfield and Strong were one of them. Um, But Barrett Strong, he might well have had the first, he actually recorded the first, um, I think, um, Barrett Strong was Money, That's What I Want. I think that might have been Motown's first hit way back in the very early 60s, probably. I don't think it was late fifties. But um yeah, a couple of classic songs. For example, The Temptations, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, was Norman Whitford and Barrett Strong, as was I know, I wish it would rain. And uh But they're not what, the ones you're gonna talk about. <laughs> no, no, they're not. But I've just mentioned just get them in. Just my imagination. Yeah, no, good mention, good mention. Just my imagination running away with me. That's another one of theirs. Uh, no, the, yeah. the, the the songwriting team, because because they, they wrote a lot more. Uh, yeah. Were were the Holland Dozier Holland team? Yeah. Um, now they wrote. That's the two brothers. Stacks of stuff. Brian and uh, Stacks. That's a different label, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, LaMont Dozier and uh, the two brothers Brian and Eddie Holland. They they wrote absolutely stacks. Most most of the hit Supremes records were were written by Holland Dozier Holland. Where Did I Love Go, Baby Love. Um, Where Did I Love Go, it's great record. I Hear a Symphony, uh, Stop in the yeah. Name of Love, um, yeah. you, you name it. Um, you they're good songs. Hu- you, you Can't Hurry Love, Um You Keep Me Hanging On. Yeah, they're all Holland Dozier Holland, but it wasn't only the yeah. Supreme because they they wrote for a number of artists for Motown. Um, yeah. The first one maybe was Heat Wave. Uh, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, right. one of the first ones anyway. But, I mean, I've, I've got stacks of songs. Can I Get a Witness, Marvin Gaye, uh, a few of the four top songs as well. Baby, I Need Your Loving, uh, I Can't Help Myself, it's the same old yeah. song, uh, Reach Out, I'll Be There. I mean, you name it, uh, four top songs. They obviously wrote a lot of the four top songs as well.
0: Also, a lot
1: of them, a lot of them were hits
0: as well. You know, single-wise, a lot they, of the stuff they wrote were quite big hits. I mean, Mot- particularly the Supreme stuff and all that, and the Four times, were.
1: You know, Motown was a hit machine.
0: It was. No, it was. It was like you know the uh, Stock Aitken and Waterman of the '60s or '70s or you know whatever.
1: Well, dare yeah, I say that yeah. all of their songs motored up the charts? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm a roadrunner, Junior Walker, another one of theirs. This old heart of yeah. mine, you love a bit of Isis, don't you? Oh. This old heart of mine, when with do, hometown, I, do I
0: love the Isley Brothers,
1: yeah. I guess, I guess I'll always love you. That's the song, that's not me talking to you there. Um, <laughs> who else? Uh, oh, there's a ghost in my house, Ardine Taylor. Oof. And, um, oh, a, a later one in the early 70s was uh, number one. Frida Payne's Band of Gold, also a Holland Dozer. Mm,
0: mm,
1: mm. And one of your favourite bands, Chairman of the Board. Give me just a little more time. Chairman of the Board. <laughs> of the board. So they, they had a lot. They had a, a lot of songwriting teams and they churned out hit after hit. And they're, they're all, Tony Blackburn loved them all. Tony Blackburn was a <laughs> uh, Radio 1 DJ who just loved the soul music, he loved the Motown. Would, well, I don't know. think
0: he I don't think he could play a show without you know have a show without playing Dinah Ross or the Supremes
1: no, no. and why
0: you not know, yeah. why not I mean I, I I why not like you,
1: Dinah
0: it, Ross. you like a bit of Dinah Ross yeah I do like Dinah Ross's right, so that, that's I'm, a, my, I'm a big s- Isleys fan yes I know yeah um
1: that's my second one done Leonard McCartney Holland o's holland you've had okay. and david watch your next okay one? so Slimus.
0: my next my next one uh, Mr C Mr is, C um, I've
1: told you before we don't have to be so formal <laughs> Big Big C or Broad C <laughs> Broad C slightly wider C slightly
0: wider <laughs> my next one is uh, Becker and Fagin oh Walter and um, and Donald Walter Becker and Donald yeah yeah um, of of course the band Steely Dan I mean I'm a big fan of Steely Dan but Steely Dan really, just to sort of they 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 started off as a band, but they weren't really a band later on. But just a little bit of history: uh, Becca and Fagan they met in '67 at Bard College, New York. They played in various groups, and they all, they started writing together pretty immediately. You know, songwriting was really their thing. Mm. Um, like Donald Fagan didn't even want to be the lead singer in Steady Dan. He had he was too shy. He didn't like singing. On the first album, someone else sang, um, but then they managed to convince him to sing. But anyway, yeah, you know, they, they they wanted to be songwriters. That was that was their thing. But their first um, album,
1: their first album was that "Can't Buy a Thrill," or was it? That... Um, the first album. Oh, Put uh, you on the spot there. Put you on the spot. Can't can't,
0: can't remember for a minute. No, I'll you to, carry
1: uh, on. I'll look it up for you. Carry on.
0: Yeah, i can. But anyway, so yeah, so anyway, there was um. They were playing in a band called Jay and the Americans, and um, a guy out of them took an interest in their in their writing, and um, they did a soundtrack for a film, a Richard Pryor film, called "You Got to Walk It Like You Talk It or You'll mm-hmm. Lose That Beat." They wrote that. Uh, they also wrote a song that Barbara Streisand later recorded in '71 on her album. Uh, the song was called "I Mean to Shine." And uh but anyway, so yeah, Kenny Vance, a guy out of Journey, the Americans sort of um not, had an associate not, called Gary Katz. Not Tommy and, Vance. Not Tommy Vance, no, Gary Katz. <laughs> and he he um he was moving out to LA. He was the staff producer for ABC records and he hired Fagan and Becker to become the staff songwriters. As we're talking about Motown, you know, they had staff songwriters, you know, the write for the label. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Becker and Fagan went out there and, um, you know, started to write, but, um, cats kind of decided that their songs were a little too complicated, really. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he liked their work and decided, you know, they, they could record their own songs, which was, uh, Great because you know what better than recording your own songs? Mm. So they ended up getting signed onto ABC, and um, yeah, the uh, the first album was indeed. I, 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 you know, I always get in the wrong way around, but it was Can't Buy a Through, it was
1: Can't Buy a Through. I was going to say,
0: I looked that up, yeah, 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 which um, of course, had the great hits, Do It Again, uh, Reading in the Years, Dirty Work, you know. Well, one of the things about them though. That, that kind of fascinated me. And and they were... Steady Down are not terribly easy listening. You know, they were a bit of a kind of... I don't know, they were more of an albums band, mm. album buyers band. But they, they managed to write some songs which become very memorable and they had some big hit singles. They sold over 40 million albums worldwide, mm. um, which is quite a, quite a few records, you know. Um, but soon they become sick of touring after about the second album and the band really disappeared and steely dan really was just two people becca and David. Mm. you know mm. that was it that was the band and whatever session musicians they wanted to use to make the records and you know well you know some of the hits how you should divorce
1: Yeah, well, that's one of um, my favorites yeah
0: that's one of my favorites actually that, that was uh uh I, that was the first steely dan song i ever heard um mm. And then you've got sort of like Kid Charlemagne, a uh, bit more of a rocky track off the album. Uh, can't remember the name of the album. <laughs> yeah. Showbiz Kids was one other
1: song, is that Showbiz
0: Kids was another? Yeah, Showbiz Kids was another one. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah his kids
1: I but, think they had yeah, the, more oh, hits the Royal
0: Scam that was it the Royal, oh, the Royal Scam, Scam. Yeah, of, yeah yeah they
1: had more yeah. hits probably in the States than they did here actually I, I mean sales wise and hit wise yeah I, mean, I would say singles def- definitely right
0: but definitely albums right.
1: maybe more more albums definitely right but, I
0: think, but I, I, sure. I think I think they were I think they were very very different their songs were very different um nobody sounded like Stevie Dan you know, no. um, you never quite knew where to file their records. They're a bit funky, a bit rocky, a bit jazzy mm. You know, um, so yeah. And they were, as I say, all the all the songs on all the albums are written by Becker and Fagan. Becker and no Fagan. One else. Yeah, Okay, no one else. Um. So yeah, there you go. Becker and Fagan, a, a great great excellent duo. Four down,
1: four down. Um. Okay. So my next one is a husband and wife team mm. um well they certainly were when they were started writing <laughs> i don't know where they ended up still husband <laughs> and wife but uh, yeah. it's jerry goffin and carol king uh now they wrote stacks of songs uh yeah. in the early 60s um one of their first ones was i think a number one but I love it. It's such a great pop record by the Shirelles' Will You Love Me Tomorrow, which I think uh, yeah. Carole King herself recorded a decade later on the infamous Tapestry album. Carole oh,
0: King is on Tapestry,
1: yeah, it and, is a good on, it. and a good yeah, version it's, it. it's on Tapestry, as is um, a couple of the other Goffin song, King songs. Um, uh, you Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman was one of so, theirs, and smack smack water jack do you know i don't know if you know the album but that was another one of goffin king's uh, songs um but in the early 60s they were um carol king recorded one herself actually uh which was it might as well rain until september That's in 62 but take good care of my baby bobby v these are all goffin king songs halfway to paradise billy fury I never thought he was a great singer, Billy Fury, to be perfectly honest. but I know what you mean. Yeah, Halfway to Paradise was a great song. Uh, the Crickets, Don't Ever Change. This is post-Buddy post Holly, of course. Now, Chains was a Goffin King song. That was originally a hit here and probably in the States as well by a band called Cookies. And it was it was made more famous because the Beatles recorded it on their debut album, uh, please, please me in 1963. Uh, that was Chains, uh, which is one of the songs that George actually got a bit of a a bit of a sing on actually. On so Goffin, Goffin was married to Carole King. Yes, Goffin and King were married. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't I I don't ask me when they they must have separated at one point. I don't know. Just out,
0: I'll... just out of interest. Just out of interest. Who wrote "It's Too Late"?
1: Um, probably Carol King. I don't think it was Goffin and King right okay you'd have to have yeah. a look up you have to have a look up tapestry there and you'll find it because it was on there wasn't it good song good song um yeah, yeah. yeah the locomotion the lever another good goffin king. oh song. really right yeah uh a very good uh, lovely version of that actually better than carly minogue
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's yeah. another voice i'm not overly keen on to be perfectly yeah. honest the massive success he's had And some of the songs have been okay-ish. But, yeah, I just don't think she can sing that particularly well. Very nasally for me. I I digress. Um, One One Fine Day, the Chiffons. Uh, Up on the the Roof, the Drifters. Uh, A couple of Herman's Hermits songs. Uh, Peter Noon. Peter Noon, Noon, yeah. From Coronation Street. He acted in Coronation Street in the early 60s. Um, Did he? Yeah, he he played a part in Coronation Street, Peter Noon. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I think if he'd have carried on with his acting career, he probably would have been more known as, considering it's exactly the same spelling as Peter No One. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) He's on on form. Yeah, he's on fire. Uh, No, I'm into something good, which is their first hit here, anyway. Um, was one of theirs, a Uh, show-me-girl. Another song you would know, I'm sure, was originally Manfred Mann, a Goffin King song. Rod Stewart did it, Oh No, Not My Baby. Ah, great song. In the 70s. Great
0: song. I I love, I mean, the Manfred Mann's version is good, but I love Stewart's version of that. It is. Stewart. Stewart kills that song. Absolutely.
1: When he he puts his mind to it, he can kill any song, can't he, really? Um, Stuart, really, yeah. Yeah, I think so. uh, At the Club, The Drifters, uh, a couple of Dusty Springfield songs, Some of Your Loving, Going Back, and uh, I've got The Animals, Don't Bring Me Down, and uh, The Monkees, Pleasant Valley Sunday, was a Goffin' King song. Yeah. Yeah. That's me done, for Goffin' King. Okay. Okay, yeah, good. Good, good, good
0: team, and a couple—you know, more than a couple—you mentioned there, which I didn't realise were them. Were well, there you know? Yeah. So that—that's that's interesting. That's what you get when uh, you do these
1: podcasts, you know. Sure yeah, I know. Well, you learn, learn something. things. you learn, we something. Something. You learn something.
0: something. Well, I've I've learned something, you know, doing this. Right, and my next one's a big one. You know, um, a bit like Lennon and McCartney in a way, maybe not quite as much, but you know, Jagger and Richards. Uh, well what, what, what can you say? Jagger and Richards. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've got uh, a question. I've got a quick question before you go on. on about them. When I was growing up, he was always known as Keith Richard with no S. It was always yeah. Jagger Richard. Yeah. They're all Jagger yeah. and Richard songs. When did it yeah. become Richards? Because that's what his real name is, I think. He didn't want to be confused with Stiff. That's what it is. <laughs> Yes, Richard. That's not related. I think, I think it was that to do with Stiff. <laughs> it must be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I you see, be... he, he was in the heavy drumming in the rock and roll scene. And st- <laughs> <laughs> he didn't work. No. Jagger <laughs> Richards. Go on. Jagger Richards. Jagger Richards. Well, you know, uh, need no introduction, really. Keith Richards, what? guitarist out of the Rolling Stones, and Mick Jagger, the singer out of the Rolling Stones. Um, J- uh, What?
1: did one or other one or other than more musically and the other lyrically? well, you well know, i or? mean
0: uh well keith richards obviously plays guitar but so does mick jagger and mick jagger yeah. also plays the piano a bit you know yeah true and uh they they can both write and they met on a platform in dartford didn't they getting on a train and i think uh richard saw you know jagger with some albums under his arm and they were into the blues and they had that in common and that kind of, because, you know, the Stones were originally a blues band when they started mm. out. Rhythm and um, You know, totally, you know, uh, kind of more different than what they become, but they started mm. out as a blues band. But anyway, Jagger and Richards. Now, one of the interesting things, of course, you know, before I mentioned some of the great Jagger and Richards compositions that we all know and love, mm. they have written, they have written some stuff that was released only by other artists. Now... Okay. They wrote That Girl Belongs to Yesterday, a 1964 single by Gene Pitney. No. Will, you be, will You Be My Lover Tonight? It should be you, a January 1964 single by George Bean. Each George and Bean. every day, yeah, a B-side of uh, a single by Bobby, James, Bobby Jameson. Mm-hmm. shang a Lang, a single by Adrian, Adriana Posta
1: so yeah. much in love oh adrienne poster she used to be a yeah. median on uh do not adjust your set blonde girl really Right. Wow. Mm. okay okay
0: yeah well I, I i was just surprised i always thought the jaguar and richards only wrote for the Rolling stones but they've done mm. a few records so much in love by the mighty avengers um wild horses a single brother burrito brothers uh act together on Ronnie Wood's uh, September Elfie, uh, I've got my own
1: album to do. The Stones sang Wild Horses, didn't they, as well? The Stones did it as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. They're just trying to match the Beatles because they did also write a lot of songs for other people. Uh, for other people. They, and, of course... They didn't record themselves. No, I won't, I won't um, list all, but there were no, loads.
0: And I can't
1: list all the...
0: Stone Stones, songs because we'd be here forever, but yeah. needless to say, the Stones have recorded I think there's about 30 studio albums at this point. Mm. Um, and 98.9 percent of them are Jagger Richards. Um, they also sometimes produce under the pseudonym the Glimmer Twins, mm-hmm. but yeah, they are a songwriting partnership and a formidable one. And uh, yeah, how many
1: records have the Stones sold? So, interestingly, bringing us back slightly to the Beatles again, that that they were really encouraged to start writing their own songs as a duo by Lennon McCartney. I mean, I I believe it's reported as saying that they they met the Beatles in some jazz club, I think, in 1963, uh, in in a dressing room somewhere or whatever, and they were putting together a song called I Want to Be Your Man, the Beatles. They hadn't finished it. And while the right. and the Richard was sitting there, they finished it off and they ended up and they and, and they gave it to the Stones for their second single, in fact. Yeah, they, they, they were the impressed they by the it. way
0: they just wrote a song. In about just five wrote minutes. a song, yeah.
1: exactly. So they were encouraged to do it and they started to do it. But I think the yeah. last the last time was probably their first uh, self penned number one single. That was yeah, I think they were 65. they were quite
0: impressed. I think they were quite impressed. I think what it was they were chatting, and I think it was John Lennon just went over into the corner for a while, or in the toilet or something, just to finish yeah. it off or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. you know, and it was kind of like what you finished off the course or whatever it was. You know, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were quite uh, quite impressed by that. You know, yeah, and uh, yeah, that was right. But of course, you know, brown sugar satisfaction. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Jumping Jet um, Flash, Ponky Top. Jumping Jack women. Flash, my Tumbling Dice, shit. Bloody Bloody, oh, bloody Tumbling, blood. dogs. <laughs> Oof, tumbling <laughs> Dice, Tumbling Dice, love it, love it, love it. Okay. Uh, what a formidable team! Yeah, Indeed. Jagger and Richards. Indeed.
1: Okay. Um, changing the mood slightly, I'm gonna go. Uh, I've changed. I'm gonna do a different one. I'm gonna go a bit more poppy. Yeah. Um, and it'll be uh the old Ginny Chap. It's Ginny uh, Chap. Nikki Chin and Mike Chapman. Now Chapman, they, yeah. they got together in the early 70s. Uh, Nikki Chin was a Londoner. Mike Chapman was Australian, actually. Um, got together and uh wrote uh a few songs. Uh and I think New World, maybe it was the first one, Tom Tom Turnaround. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a start at least. But then they started getting heavily into writing songs for uh sweet. So all, yeah. all of their um, the early stuff,
0: the early all stuff, of their the
1: early stuff, stuff uh, funny funny cocoa, L- little Willie, uh, <laughs> wigwam bam. Uh, yeah, they yeah. were all they all those early singles were written uh, by Chin. Well, it's, they're called Chinny Chap, Chin Chap yeah. or Chinny Chap. That's Sneaky Chin and Mike Chapman, um, and a lot of them after that not the sweep actually weren't they were they on rca sweep. Oh, the sweet one rca yeah rca but they tended to uh be connected with mickey most the producer mickey most who had the rack record label so a lot yeah. of their a lot of their stuff continued after the sweep um with uh, the likes of mud who had um crazy hypnosis and then they got i think dynamo. they were writing 90
0: percent of the stuff on rack virtually weren't they i mean everything yeah. on rack was pretty much written well, by pretty them. much
1: 75% yeah. of the chart, actually, generally, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just out
0: of interest, can I ask? Because Hot Chocolate were on Rack. Yes. I know we're not big fans of Hot Chocolate, but did they write for them? Just out no, of interest.
1: I don't no, believe. they were I don't, started, Yeah, I don't yeah. believe they did. I mean, I'd have to check that out, but I don't think but they God, did. Give us give us some of the artists they wrote for on Rack. On, on Rack, uh, after Mud had started, they continued in 74, of course, Susie Quattro. 48 um, Crash. 48 Crash, Can the Can, uh, yeah. Devil Gate a Drive. Big, a Devil big hit. A uh, couple of number ones there. Can the Can was her first. Devil yeah. Gate Drive. Yeah. She went on to appear in uh, Happy Days as... Oh, what was her character's name? Tus- Tuscalero or something? It I can't remember what her name was in the, in the show. but um, And, of course, well... well <laughs> Uh, that is probably the only artist in the in the show today that i've actually shared a jacuzzi with so but we we won't go into that i hope uh, you say uh, that again Susie. Well, oh yeah you know and sweet of course went on in the 73 time with big a uh, number one with blockbuster and then they had ballroom blitz hellraiser teenage rampage all yeah, of those i yeah. think sweet then went off on their own in the mid 70s became a bit more rocky and trying yeah. to write their own material, left Chin Chapman. But then Chin Chapman still had uh, the likes of Mud, Tiger Feet, Cat Crept In, Rocket, Lonely This Christmas, Secrets Yeah, Chin. Ch-
0: they They were very good at writing very, very catchy pop records.
1: Pop songs. Way. And probably their next band was Smokey on rock ah, Of course Smokey that, were on They oh. had a, a, a good half a dozen at least. Uh, they had a lot yeah I
0: had a lot of hits mate. With, you know, um, they, were, they were a top if, 10 band if yeah. you
1: think you know how to love me don't play your rock and roll to me something did so they write all, all those did they they wrote them all something should be making me blue I'll meet you at midnight living next door to Alice so
0: basically if you got signed to rack and you said I've got this song they said no shut up you're, you're recording this <laughs> and, <yep. laughs> got a oh, uh, and another
1: it. band that we don't probably really rate a great deal is racy had a couple of hits on them lay all oh, your I love I I on me and some yeah. girls, and a couple, another couple that I, I didn't realise were in Chapman. Uh, one was uh, Tony Basil and Mickey. That's a number one. Oh, hey
0: Mickey, you're so hey, fine. You're so That's
1: fine. You're so I'm I'm my name, yeah. I I that? She was a choreographer, I believe, wasn't she, Tony Basil? She was a choreographer, Tony Basil. Yeah. Um, yeah. And another couple that I wasn't too sure, I didn't know at all, or well, two or three. Was a Huey Lewis uh, song, Heart and Soul. Don't know if you know oh, that right. one. I do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tina Turner's Better Be Good to Me was a Chin Chapman song. Amazingly, oh, yeah. and probably one of their latter ones, '78, was uh, a US number one. Probably their first US number one, and that was uh, Kiss You All Over by Exile. No, I sounds to a, bit saus- sounds a bit saucy. Oh, it's a bit yeah. saucy indeed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's Chin Chapman. They did uh, the early 70s, mid-70s, just before mid-70s probably.
0: They, they so were making it in. They yeah, were they, raking I know, it in, yeah. I know, I know. Well, I mean, there must have been times when there was probably maybe two, three or four Chin Chapman songs in the top ten at times. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, you had Sweet and you had Mud and all those bands were releasing records around the same time. Yeah. You know, and Susie Quattro. And and Smokey. And Smokey, I mean. And Smokey, and, you even know,
1: know. They, had, they had to change the spelling of their name because their first couple of singles came out of the name Smokey, spelled E-Y at the end, like Smokey That's Robinson. Right, yeah. But I assume Smokey Robinson had something to say about this. Because no, he was known as He was known, he as, was Smokey, known as Smokey, so they had to ch- change it to smokey with ie at the end smoking yeah not yeah. the same off not the same after <laughs> no, anyway, that's, that's good one good one
0: chin-chan. okay over yeah. to you over to me okay
1: get motoring through these ones i think
0: hitting the uh disco era now oh, um oh
1: yeah. so with- i won't know anything about it
0: <laughs> no you will. Two two songwriters who I actually love I loved. I bought well yeah I've got mo- I've got all the stuff that they've ever done I think pretty much. Um it was uh Noel Rogers and Bernard Edwards. Uh-huh, uh it is, is indeed. And uh Rogers met Bernard Edwards in 1970 while working as a touring musician for the Sesame Street stage show. And they formed a big Apple band, and they supported the uh, Jackson 5 on an opening uh, American leg tour. Um, Yeah, and the band dissolved later, and they formed a rock band, but no one wanted to sign them because they were black, and the record companies didn't know how to promote a black rock band. So Mm. in the end, funny enough, inspired by Roxy music, but I wouldn't say chic or anything like Roxy music, but they formed chic. Mm. Um, And, um, well... I mean, they were signed signed to Atlantic. And, of course, we know Sheik were massive. And one of the things about Sheik, you know, that kind of choppy rhythm guitar, you know, that Nile Rogers kind of, and those very, very melodic bass lines. If you listen to the bass playing on Sheik's songs, incredibly melodic bass lines, great dance records. The singers were great they could do it live um you know a lot of sort of you know disco stuff gets knocked on that but in the early 80s i remember i was living in sort of not by me (laughs) (laughs) in the early 80s i was living in south london and i i i I joined a band and we did a lot of covers doing chic and sister sledge songs and i just loved playing that stuff absolutely Mm. loved it and um but Anyway, yeah, I mean, they, they had uh, let's just mention a few of their songs. I mean, The Freak, The Freak, of course, um, yeah, Good Times, I Want Your Love, Good
1: oh, yeah, Times, I want Your Love, yeah. yeah,
0: everybody dance, 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 My Forbidden Lover. Um, I mean, it was literally one hit after another, really, mm. uh, uh, you know. And then, um, Atlantic Records said, Well, we've got another band on our roster called Sister Sledge. You know, well, they, they said, do you want to write for anyone on our roster? I mean, obviously, they didn't want to write for ACDC, but they were on Atlantic. Or, and yes, <laughs> and yes, but, you know, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have worked, would it, really? No. Nah. But, um, but they they chose to write for Sister Sledge. And, of course, we had We Are Family. Um, oh, He's yeah, the greatest you. dancer. You, uh, you know, yeah, he's the greatest dancer and stuff like that. Thinking of You. Um, thinking of You. Oh, what great songs, mm. you know great songs and now when Noel Rogers still tours with Sheik I mean different singers seems to be different singers every two or three years he goes out does it but the the, the Sheik band is pretty much the same guys every time and he always has great singers and they do even though they tour as Sheik they do some sister sledge songs Uh, I saw them and uh, in London at the O2 some years ago they were they sounded like the record but better uh, they were great, and I, I I think they they really had a sound, mm. um, so much so. Well, kind of uh, Rogers and Edwards. Well, they were both declining with Rogers, particularly with excessive coke use. But um, in 1979, there was a bit of a backlash to disco, and um, they ended up working with um, oh, yeah. Diana Ross. No, Diana Ross. All oh, right, okay. They, they they, did, well, Nile Rogers worked with Bowie, but not with Yeah, Edwards. yeah. No, right. Not okay. with but Diana Ross basically said to uh they were in the same studio, she said, Can you put some heat on my record? And they said, oh. Yeah. Mm. And uh they they, they worked with Dinah Ross. And of course we had Upside Down and I'm Coming Out. But if you listen to those records, they sound very much like Sheep or Sister Sledge. Mm. You know, as soon as you're um come in, uh, you know, jinka jinka, that guitar yeah. sound, you mm. know, it's kind of a, But yeah, a great songwriting team. Um I think, you know, if if we look at disco music, there were good parts of it, you know, them. Mm. And of course, the Bee Gees of course done some great disco records. Well, the Bee Gees, I think, I think, the, think
1: probably was what got F, uh, the backlash against uh, disco. I think, yeah, Every, yeah. Everything was disco in their days. I mean, everything in yeah. the chart was. But
0: you disco. know, but you know what?
1: You know what? I mean, yeah,
0: I, I, I know what you mean. But there was good, like, like everything. There was good and bad. And I think, mm. I think, and I, I think Rogers and Edwards were good disco. They wrote mm. great songs and the artists you know they were good artists good songwriters they used good singers you know but of course there was a lot of bad disco about you know but anyway yeah and then Noel rogers went on to other things um you know Bowie and things on his own and bernard edwards like died but uh yeah edwards and rogers a great Song like
1: the. we've certainly had a good mix, haven't we? So far, um, we've had a good mix, we've had a good mix, we've had a good mix. I'm going to take us back to um, the 50s and uh, the 50s, the 50s,
0: is it the late 50s?
1: The late 50s, <laughs> what my, Rowan, my Rowan Ackens-
0: aunt, my aunt who had a parrot in the <laughs> late 50s, who's now dead, called, called yeah. 50s, yeah, yes. Um, the most notable thing
1: about the fifties. <laughs> no, no. The most notable thing about the late fifties. <laughs> um, yeah. It's Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller or Stoller, whatever you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, they were, they another good songwriting team, did a lot of um, rock and roll stuff. Um, they, Actually, I'm reading here. You talk about Atlantic Records. When you said it, I thought, yeah, I'm sure I. That Lieber Stoller. So they were actually one of the first, if not the first, independent record producers at Atlantic Records at one point. Oh, really? Um, but they they started off that one of their first hits or first songs, uh, and it was a hit was Kansas City. Um, Mm which that. a number of people have, have recorded, of course, including yeah, yeah. including the Beatles, yeah. of course. Yeah.
0: Um, One of the things as well, we've discussed this before, but back in the 50s, you'd get a song come out and loads of people were doing it.
1: Exactly, yeah. In fact, you could get stars. two people
0: doing the song, in, you know. You would have to
1: th- the same song in the chart three times, which is yeah, you know, yeah. a, bit, a bit ridiculous. Yeah, by different people, um, yeah. First big hit probably was because they started to write for Elvis, um, and... Uh, um, that was a good, that was a shrewd move. Well actually Tell the Night Hound Dog was probably recorded by somebody else before something like the Willie Mae Thornton or something um, uh, but it was it was it was Hound Dog Elvis turned it into Elvis basically um, it, it reportedly um Lieber greeted Stoller at New York dock once and said hey Hound Dog is a hit for Elvis. And Stoller's very reply was, Elvis who? <laughs> I didn't know who it was. But they then wrote on a number of other Elvis hits, like, um, and, and for films, soundtracks as well. They wrote, wrote Chalice Rock, uh, Loving You, Love Me, Don't, King Creole. I mean, a, a lot of these songs, like those certainly were in uh, movies yeah. that he did. Um, a lot of stuff early early doors, as we say, early doors were um for the coasters, did a lot for the coasters, things like searching the coasters. searching yeah. young blood, um things like that, yakity yak, all leave yeah. songs. Even did a stiff richard live um stiff richard recorded a song of theirs, Lucky Lips. Did he? Um yeah, he did. Uh, Treat Me Nice, another Elvis. That was on the B side of Jalous Rock, actually. Also featured in the film Jailhouse Rock, uh, "You're So Square, Baby I Don't Care." That's it's also in Jailhouse Rock. Buddy Holly also recorded it. Trouble, Charlie Brown. That's another coasters one. Poison Ivy, Love Potion Number Nine. That was a hit for the search. Love Potion right? Number Nine. Love Potion Number Nine. Yeah, uh, Dance with Me by the Drifters. There's a few um, wrote "Stand By Me" with Benny King. Uh, at El- she's not you. Um, some other guy, which is another early classic, one of the early songs the Beatles recorded before they were the Beatles. Uh, certainly performed, yeah. like some of their first early performances at the Cavern in Liverpool, you get them singing some yeah. other guy. And, and an odd one here, I'll just throw this as well in from the 70s, I think, which you might find an odd one. Uh, although I don't think you're that much of a fan, was Elky Brooks Pearl's a Singer. Was written by Lieber Stoller.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, that was a, that was, whoa, well, that are, that, are was only big big big, that was the biggest song that um, Elkie Fox had, Bush. wasn't it? She was Ex-Vinegar Joe, wasn't she? That was, uh, but that was a big hit for her.
1: Ex-Vinegar Joe with Robert Palmer. In fact,
0: indeed, indeed, yes. Um, indeed.
1: But yeah, enough enough talk with Lieber Stoller. Otherwise, you won't get through these other ones. But yeah, Jerry Lieber, Mike Stoller.
0: Good one. Good one. Just out of interest, how are we doing on the old clock?
1: we've had just about an hour
0: just over an hour I think right okay my next one Um, they only wrote for the band they were in as far as I know but they were you know correct me if I'm wrong anybody if you know any different Uh, but uh, it's Holder and Lee Holder and Lee Noddy Holder Dave Lee Dave Lee played the bass Noddy Holder sang
1: played guitar or, or even Jim Lee his brother Jim Lee, Jimmy brother, Lee, Jimmy Lee, yeah. yes, yeah.
0: Jimmy Lee, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. You're thinking of Dave yeah. Hill, the, the yeah, Dave player. Hill, Dave, yeah, Dave Hill, yeah. yeah. like Dave Hill, yeah. No, that would be yeah, yeah.
1: Dave, Dave, Dave Lee and Jimmy Hill. Now that's a combination yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the <a> chin.
0: <laughs> yeah, he went in slide. He went No,
1: he wasn't.
0: Anyway, yeah, slide. Um, carry on. Carry on. But yeah, I mean, they they wrote um. Pretty much all the Slade songs. I mean, um, I think all of them. I mean, the, the yeah, others might have some them. contribution here and there, but they pretty much wrote most of the stuff, a bit like Jagger and Richards did for the, you know, for, um, the Stones, Stones, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Slade, well, as you know, they were a big band in the early 70s and Massive. the glam time. They were
1: the top Stop. band
0: around the time. They were, really well. They started off as a skinhead band, didn't they, funny enough? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And and, uh, then they... they,
1: bother Boots. Yeah, glam. Dr.
0: Martins, and they went glam. They went glam with the boots and stuff,
1: didn't they? Yeah.
0: But a very identifiable band, uh, very well-respected. Even though they were quite pop-rocky, they were a band that, a lot of rock fans like, because, you know, if you went to see them live, I mean, they blew the walls down and they, yeah, they could yeah. play. They could mm. play. They could really do it. I mean, the no, Older had a great rock voice. Mm. And the songs were great. I mean, the songs, Goodbye to Jane, Because I Love You, um, am all home. crazy now. Take, Take me, me back, back home. home.
1: Oh, come, on, come on, feel the noise.
0: Come on, feel the noise. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Squeeze me, please me. Squeeze yeah, me, please. The, the me. only problem with these songs is they couldn't spell the titles. Obviously, uh, yeah. deliberately misspelled the titles. The English teachers' nightmare in the early 70s was Slade. Yeah, they used to. Ain't a nightmare
0: for you because you're a bit, you know, finicky no, on the English.
1: Mass, yeah. mass mass, teachers used to laugh at the English teachers having to teach these guys when they were listening to Slade uh, all the time until Medicine Head uh, came out with a record, One and One is One. Yeah, I like Medicine
0: yeah. Head. A lot of colour heads. They yeah,
1: were heads, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Slade
0: were, Slade were, were a great yeah. band. Slave were yeah. a great band, and then, but then they 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 changed their style, didn't they? they slightly, did. um, more an album. They went, yeah, um, they Ish. were a bit less commercial, mm. a bit softer. But weren't the songs still great? I oh, mean, what's the oh, song? Yeah. I, I, what's the song I'm thinking of?
1: How does it feel? How does um, it feel? In for a penny, um, in for a penny,
0: yeah. Uh, they saw the lights go down in Mrs. Zipney blah, 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 that one Yeah, they
1: had a number of songs yeah I mean I we can't, can't think. think of them all can't think the, of them all yeah. but they had loads yeah
0: fabulous uh, two fabulous songwriters
1: bit of a comeback in the 80s actually
0: had a bit of a comeback and of course just before I finish mm. they wrote something which was very enduring which was um, the Christmas
1: song Merry Christmas Everybody Merry Christmas Everybody yeah yeah
0: which makes about
1: quarter of a million a year, I think, in royalties they get quarter of a million
0: a year in royalties uh, still coming in there. Nice, nice uh, little earner for Holder so, um, and Lee,
1: at least, not the other two guys. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Holder and Lee get all of that. But yeah, no, um, yeah, a I, I great, great songwriting team, great songwriting team. Yeah,
1: and a great, and you, were, you discovered, uh, I believe, you mentioned earlier that he was um, Noddy Holder was actually an, an idea an option to join AB, acdc when um yeah he, he was scott... asked
0: to join a he was asked oh, to join acdc when bon Jock scott bon scott died but he um he said no i really want to stick with slade um you know but he would have been good in acdc mm. i think you know oh, he had he had the voice you know definitely yeah
1: definitely a rock yeah.
0: voice but, yeah, good good songwriting team okay
1: righty ho um over, okay, over to me uh a, I'll try. I'll squeeze this in quickly. I'm not sure I have a lot to say about them, but they were sure. prolific, um, I would say, an influential, innovative, and successful American musical theatre team. Right. They wrote, uh, I'm th- I'll tell you, it's Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein. Oh. So Rogers and Hammerstein, that's Oscar Hammerstein II in Roman numerals. Oscar Hammerstein, II. II. Um, absolutely, uh, absolutely massive. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers did have a, a, a team with um, Hart. He had a Rod, Rogers and Hart, I'm trying to think of his first name. Um, I think it was Lorenz Hart. But um, up until like the 40s, they did things like showboats um a pal mm. joey but i think um lorenz heart sort of uh plummeted into uh alcoholism and uh he had various health issues and he passed away in in 1943 but i think mm. in the meantime i think rogers knew that yeah he's, he's not reliable so not being heartless yeah. but yeah, you know, and he teamed up with hammerstone and they came up with some great musicals. I mean, the first one was—I mean, I can name the musicals, and then probably some of the great songs from it. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, will be the first one. Um, mm. No, and, and they write, and they—I they think the books for all of these, uh, apart from maybe one, were, was written by Oscar Hammerstein as well. Uh, it came from the book they, uh, Oklahoma. They, they were
0: like the—they were like the Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice of their day, wasn't they? I suppose In
1: they the were. Way. Yeah. They were they indeed. Them. Yeah, yeah. Well, Oklahoma, of course, the song, Oh what a beautiful oh, what a beautiful morning. Yeah, etc. etc. Peep people will say I'm in love. People will say we're in love. Well, I mean, people will say we're in love. Yeah, that was another one from that. Um a lot of these sort of songs, I'd imagine, because in my in the 60s, not very PC now, but my dad and uh mum used to take us to these the black and white minstrel shows. <laughs> yeah. So it they be it, now. it wouldn't be allowed now. There were these white guys dressed up, paint with with black paint on their face, and, and they were dancing singing all, and- dancing like, and they were singing a lot of Al Jolson songs and maybe Irving yeah. Berlin and Cole Porter and, and musical stuff like this. And and Carousel came after that as well, and that that's one of my favourite musicals um, as well. And so many songs from that Carousel Waltz, which yeah. Dire Straits incorporated at the start of their Making Movies album. June is busting out all over. Who are misses? If I love you, when the, when the children are asleep, when the children are asleep. Yeah, I really love that song. What's the yeah. use of wandering? Yeah. And of course, the classic football anthem, "You'll Never Walk Alone," was yeah. originated in Carousel. In um, Carousel. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, then we've got yeah. South Pacific. We've got Some Enchanted Evening. There ain't. The there's nothing South like South Pacific. So I'm gonna wash that man right out of my hair. I'm gonna wash that man right out of my hair. Happy yeah, talk. Happy talk. Which of course, Captain yeah, Sensible yeah. recorded had number one. Number one with uh, the King yeah. and I. the King and I, which is uh, getting to know you, is probably the getting most famous song. to know all about you. That's the one I always think is Cold Porter, but it isn't. Yeah, I won't and, try and uh, sing them because I'm embarrassed. And then of course, themselves. the uh, <laughs> mid '60s, the uh, classic. Again, loads of people pan it and hate it, but I love it. It's the sound of music. Uh, yeah. Probably one of the first big movies I remember going to see at the cinemas. In, you know, uh, in
0: I, I remember hearing a lot of that as a kid because I had a cousin who was a little bit older than me, um, about nine or ten years old. It was my mum's brother's son. And he was he used to play the piano. And he oh, yeah. was... Um, he used to come round and he was very much into old musicals and stuff, even though he was quite young. He was, you know, you know, I'm not saying this in a cruel cool way, but he had quite sort of old fashioned taste in a way. Yeah. But he used to come round with these uh um Carousel and you know my mum and him would sit and listen to it and all mm. that so I heard Carousel and South Pacific and Oklahoma and all those things growing up and they, they kind of stuck with me and I, I do own a couple of the original soundtrack albums you know um, I so, do yeah. own Carousel and you know I I mean I they are all, you know, I, I mean, I love I'm going to wash that
1: man out of my hair. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great. Song. Song. It's a good song. South Pacific. And, Sound yeah. of Music has got uh, a number of songs, as you as you oh, Sound of Music. Right. That was but the one I used to hear a lot of. Sound Do Ray Me, yeah. of course, my favorite things. Uh, 16 going on, 17. Yeah. Lon- the Lonely Go to Herd. Uh, so Long Goodbye, you know, with the kids singing as I go up the stairs there. Climb Every Mountain. What we're going to. Th- how do you solve a problem like Maria? Is it called? Or is it just called Maria? I'm not sure.
0: Maria. Uh, oh yeah, they, 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 they
1: and Maria, course, yeah, and of course, and of course, Adele So that's I had to include them in there because they, they're just a great, great bunch of tunes that they came out with. Yeah, and some great yeah. musicals. Have you got any left, or have I got one more, and you haven't got any left? I don't know. There's one more I can squeeze in if you're Go on then. excuse. Oh, for the, put the okay. okay. Oh, let me guess. Yeah,
0: let me guess. They, they, yeah, <laughs> guess. they would. Have, they wouldn't maybe be, have the stature of maybe Rodgers and Hammerstein, but in another way, they do have quite a bit of stature. Guess the band?
1: Uh, could it be Squeeze and uh,
0: Chris, Difford, squeeze.
1: Chris Difford and Glenn Tilbrook?
0: Yeah, yeah. Difford and Tilbrook, uh, Squeeze. I remember uh, hearing them on the radio. It's funny. It funny I, I, a, I'd be right in saying their songs are kind of quite jokey. And yeah, funny I think, and a, I think, yeah, Very quite com- amusing. Yeah,
1: they're tongue amusing
0: in- and comedic.
1: Um, in a way, tongue in cheek.
0: Yeah, and it's not the sort of stuff I would normally like. Mm. But I remember, I remember when I first heard a squeeze song. I was, uh, I was sitting in my girlfriend's car, and this song came on the radio. And I remember it was up the junction. Yeah, yeah. And that, right. that opening line, I never great thought it song. would happen with me and, the, me and the girl from Clapham. And I just kind of burst out laughing. I thought, yeah, like, was... what is this? And I listened to it and I thought, the lyrics are great. Uh, this uh, is that is really... a great song. Up the junctions, is a great God. song.
1: Yeah getting, yeah. getting pregnant. Yeah. And
0: of course, you know, it the devil came a af- film it's kind of there was a film called Up the Junction wasn't the previously yeah. in the 60s which was uh, I think who was in that film was it Rita Tushing maybe or something yeah I so yeah. I don't, yeah yeah but anyway um, they, they they ended up in a band called Squeeze and yeah, uh, yeah name some of their
1: hits uh, Mr C Up the well, Junction Take Me I'm Yours was one of their first Take think, Me I'm Yours Big hit. Uh, cool for Cats Call for cats, down at a yeah, that was see, yeah. that was quite a comical yeah. song. Pulling uh, muscles, from a, pulling muscles must, from a shell, pulling muscles from a shell. Is that love? Yeah, and didn't all the La- songs have such a catchy hook? I did. Is that love? You know, it was, you left, you left, you left, left your ring by the soap. Is that love?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Labeled with love is a good one as well.
0: Labeled with love, and and later on when squeezed. Um sort of split up for a while they recorded an album under the name Different and Tilbrook, mm. uh, which was uh, a equally good album I think they're South East London boys I think they, I think, I think yeah, one I think of them you're right. I think one of them still lives in um Charlton White which you know they were the South East of course, band.
1: of course Jules Holland was in the band up until uh that's cool right Call for, well, cool for Cats I think he was on wasn't he on the keyboards yeah uh, and yeah. then Paul, Paul Carrack took over from him and he He'd been in uh, a number of bands and and was in in a few after as well. He was in Ace. He then went into Mike and the Mechanics and uh, had a bit of a solo career as well. So yeah,
0: but they were very very different songwriters. And I I mean, I I recommend anyone go out buy Squeeze' greatest hits, and I mean, or whatever it's called, forty fives or what. Yeah, it's just what you know. It's just fantastic, and their, their songwriting was quite clever. And, and quite devil,
1: special, I think. Was it the up the junction? Was it the devil came and took me from bar to street to bookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of the lines were just. Yes, <laughs> good.
0: They were just great, you know. They were amusing, you know. Uh, and, and of course, they were a great live band as well. I'd never actually seen them. No, I've
1: never. I was due to see them twice, but they've been put back. But it was going to be one of the first social distance yeah. events, but it's finally been shelved completely yeah. um right i've got so i've got one more to squeeze in we're just quickly going it won't take too long
0: do the do the last one do the I've last got,
1: one um i had some honorable mentions but i think we've run out of time so we won't go on for any longer um it, it's uh joe strummer and mick jones from the clash yeah uh, i mean all of the clash stuff certainly the first three uh three albums uh, yeah. were, were, were pretty much Joe Strummer and Mick Jones uh songs. The Clash were or one of the early punk bands. Uh they did change, develop their style a bit in the eighties, but in the sorry the yeah, early 80s, London Calling, after a bit of a peak, really, I think, with London Calling they to come back down. Um, but some of the early stuff was um, I couldn't understand what they're singing about never never could at the time <laughs> rah, rah, rah. but I mean, they sounded like they were really good interesting, but when you read the lyrics yeah. now, they were all songs about um they i don 't know they tackled social
0: social, social issues
1: social politics. Decay, unemployment, racism uh police yeah. brutality uh political and social repression. Uh all sorts but that of, that that was that was what very political the seventies
0: was like really, wasn't it? I mean the seventies were you know that was they were a we bit like that.
1: I mean the specials carried on that theme really and I know you don't like the specials either, but um I'm not sure the clash but
0: after after the first three albums, was it still mainly stronger on Jones after the first uh, three albums? Well
1: after well because their as,
0: style changed a little, didn't it?
1: He, Jones was there up to London calling and on Sandinista was the triple album but they there were a few different combinations I think on the Sandinista triple album mm. and, and then of course Strummer kicked out Mick Jones from the band anyway I was never a massive so it, it fan wasn't at the him. time but I I, I must say I, you know well you should listen to the first album it's an absolute storming album yeah, Janie, yeah, Janie yeah, Jones no. White Riot of course Yeah, London's no, Burning London's That's Burning bad. Career Opportunities Garage Land and that, that's a good track yeah uh, that's a great yeah i hate the army and i hate the raf you know i i don't want to go uh something uh what does he do i don't want to go in the tropical heat or something yeah i, I hate the civil service rules i'm not opening no letter bomb i think white,
0: white riot was quite funny because it was only about one minute's 23
1: seconds it was it? quite it a was, short single but yeah
0: about the night? Sure. No, I think it, I think it was. I
1: think it was. Check it out. About one minute twenty-three. Um, The only reason I say I don't think it is because I remember the Buzzcocks had a single called "Love You More," and and I think that was the at about one thirty or one twenty-nine or something. It was the second shortest single after right. Might have been just
0: after it. It was very Stay short.
1: "Day" by Morris Williams and the Zodiacs. So Here, I was another. Big C's little it was about the Nine Hill Riots, wasn't it? What a riot? Was it uh, Notting
0: Hill possibly, Riots? Possibly.
1: Possibly, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Possibly. But yeah.
1: The, the first album, second album was good. We had to wait ages for the second album. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Strummer, Strummer Jones. I mean, I well that's it. We I suppose we can't really uh go on no, to I've, I've, anything else. We've done I've, enough. We've got so, so many other honourable mentions. I've got Marriott and Lane, I've got Henry and Fry. I mean yeah we can't go on all night.
0: We we can always do another uh, another one. We could, uh, we could. Anyway, yeah, it's been uh, been interesting. It's, it's been, been interesting,
1: interesting. Fascinating, yeah. Some good some good selections there. It's been there. interesting. We should do an, al- an album with uh, these artists, <laughs> shouldn't we? <laughs> and uh off the record album.
0: Yes, yeah, so would you like to mention what platforms were available? Oh, on. This, <laughs>
1: this this would imply that you uh, you can't remember. <laughs> well, I know we're
0: on Facebook and Spotify. You know you're on off the
1: record uh, Facebook page, yeah? Off the um, record Facebook. Page. It is Radio Public, Anchor, um, Anchor Google, Google Podcasts, Podcast, Pocket Casts, um Is that all? Of them? And of course, the BBC. <laughs>
0: The BBC. Don't forget the BBC. Forget the BBC. Uh, let's uh,
1: let's just end it. We'll be back for episode fifteen next week. Thanks to Certainly everyone well. for uh, listening or watching. If you're looking at Facebook Live, and thanks to Shaggy, of course, uh, for giving us this opportunity every week. And uh, it's a good night from me.
0: And it's a good night from him.
1: Not off. All right. Thank you. Bye.